Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome to today's episode of the Professional Book Nerds Podcast presented by Overdrive. This is Jill with me. I have my coworker, Megan. Hi, Megan. Hello. So excited about today's topic. Now, are we starting off with a warning that we're going to be copiously using the F word today? We we are. We are, okay. which listeners should be aware of because I've previously done a episode about that. Um, yeah, we're going to be using the word fat a lot, y'all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we are. We are because now you and I both read romance all year long, of course, but it is February. And so this is a time when people are reading a lot of romance. And so we're going to do a whole episode of romance books featuring fat characters. I'm it's going to be good. Yes. It's going to be good. And uh, it's not all women. I definitely have at least one book where, um, the man is also fat, which is, you know, got to have like full body representation. Um, but well, that, yeah, I was, when I was putting together my list and I know I talked to you about this offline, well, not off this pod, not offline. Uh, I know that, what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> that I don't like, I don't really have a lot of good fat guy representation, which I mean, don't get me wrong. I appreciate a swoony hero um with a all equally swoony female lead of anybody's size but I think that you know we should have the other way as well too or just you know two people who are just people yeah who yep. need people okay. Most, <laughs> yeah, oh, God, I can't remember the rest of the, the lyric yeah yeah um. uh, <laughs> having we're just the worst Barbara moment ever this morning my brain has gone into hibernation clearly in early for this coming snowmageddon apocalypse, whatever that we have rolling into Cleveland today. Yeah, it's not, it's not going to be fun. It's yeah. not going to be fun. A uh, big, big snowstorm is coming our way. And I'm sure a lot of people as well who are listening. So get your bread and milk, yeah. get your bread and milk. <laughs> Ah, so, um, yeah, so that's what we got going up today. We got some excellent choices for y'all featuring romance with, with, uh, fat characters. Um, also looking at our lists, um, you know, when we talk about romance, we do mean like happily ever after. So yeah, we are, we hold firm to that here on this podcast. (laughs) H-E-A's only. And if we didn't need them before 2020, we need them now. Right. Pretty sure the only books I read after March 2020 were romance novels because my poor little brain couldn't take it. And it's. I mean, I think that's, that's, you know, that's what is nice about the H-E-A and Happily Ever After is that you know it's there. So even if there's like angst in the book, 
Yeah. You know, it's you the know. destination. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually going to have you start because there's the first book on your list is one that we both have loved and talked about a lot. Like I've talked a lot about this book on the podcast and that is of course, Olivia Dade. Yes. And spoiler alert. So pretty much everything by Olivia Dade, like, and just like I, a, like if you are any kind of like geek, whatever, like this book will appeal to you in that it's somebody who writes, you know, fan fiction and the world that she's built is one that is very akin to Game of Thrones and all of that. And, and this is also kind of a, you've got male feel too, because I'm not a huge Game of Thrones person myself. I watched the first season. I tried to read the second book. I just couldn't. Too much violence, too much, especially towards women, but that's a whole different podcast. Um, Megan's thoughts on HBO whatever. Uh, but she just does an amazing job of making two, a real, real guy with layers, a guy with, Mm -hmm. you know, a learning disorder, you know, somebody who really had been put into a box, which is something that I feel like, you know, we can identify, like she could identify both characters that way, that you have this wonderful, intelligent, fat woman. Yep who is amazing and this traditional hunky man who everybody thinks is dumb, but also is amazing in his own way that like, ah, just perfect, just perfect, just perfect. And all about not judging anybody by their covers, regardless of whether or not they are traditionally beautiful or whatever. Love it. Love it. And I just actually started the second book as well and it's one where the the action takes place at the same time for Mm -hmm. a a chunk of the books so I was like straight up when I read the description of it I was like oh I read this already and I was like wait a minute no I haven't no I haven't it's just you don't have a like I mean there's tons of romance novels that are series but not that many where there's straight up like overlapping And I was just remembering like, oh, I know these characters. Oh, I know her. Yes. Uh, And um, of course my brain has completely farted on what it's called. All the feels? All the feels. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can I say? All the feels. Can I say fart on this podcast? It's okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm making very funny faces for just Jill. It's okay. It's okay. It's fine. Uh, So yeah, that like the main character in that one is also a fat woman who also identifies as not being conventionally attractive beyond that as well. Uh, They describe her as having a bird face a lot, whatever that means. Uh, Yeah, I never was quite clear on what that means. I guess in my mind, I sort of imagine someone whose face is kind of like angular. Yeah. Like a, not a beak, but something... I don't know. Prominent nose. Yeah. Cause I, 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 yeah. Cause that was always so interesting to me when reading all the feels is, um, yeah. Like she fully believes herself to be unconventionally attractive and, um, describes herself as, yeah, like 
bird face. I feel like she's her body, like, you know, like April in spoiler alert is very much kind of the hourglass, yeah. like acceptable quote unquote fat body. And Lauren is not, um, I can't remember. She described as like pear shape or apple yeah, shape. Or she's something. Yeah. Short, which yes. I am also a, as, as a fellow short person appreciate that like when you're short, it's hard to have that yeah traditionally curvy body because there's nowhere for it to go but out. To go. You yeah. don't have any, there's not the, I don't have, personally don't have the dimensions to have a, you know, a little waist and big hips and a big, because like my waist is five centimeters away from, yeah. you know, like it's just, so when you're, when you are a more diminutive person and something that you do see in a lot of fat representation in, uh, in romance novels is they tend to be taller women who can really fill out these spaces. When a short people, we just become little balls of love, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is fine. Uh, so I did appreciate that. Yeah. And they, the only thing like the initial, the initial, like, oh, that's interesting about her. The only positive thing that the, the male lead had from the outset, other than of course he found it's a, it's a classic enemies to lovers, um, is that like he, he found her eyes to be interesting, which is a pretty neutral thing. Everybody's got eyes for the most part. Most everybody has eyes and they are a window to the soul and they are not something that tends to be affected by the rest of your body shape. Right. So, uh, I, but I just, I just started that. So I don't have one. I can't tell you on the, other than I know that from the other book that they do are interested in each other. Maybe they, they, yes, it's a bit more of a slow burn. Um, just because of, as you said, um, like, yeah, he's high or she's hired to kind of babysit him, um, after he's had some scandals and <laughs> so that sets it up as, uh, and of course she doesn't think that he could be interested in her. Um, and so it, that's sort of where it goes, but it's, it's, it's definitely more of a slow burn. I enjoyed it. Um, and what I love, they have the same, I love this illustrator. I think several of the books I have on here might use the same illustrator. Oh God. I I'm Ms. Leany Kaufman. Is that what it is? I um, know that this is not a new trend anymore, but I am such a fan of the like cartoony illustrated cover across all romance areas. I'm weird it. about, I'm, I'm weird about them. I really like these because they, they, they feel more detailed. Um, but they have um, the same illustrator, Lenny, it's Lenny, L-E-N-I Kaufman. She illustrates a ton of romance books and she does such a good job of, um, with like fat bodies. And I, I follow Olivia on social media and she has talked very specifically about the covers for spoiler alert and all the feels and how, they were drawn and the detail that went into them to make them look more realistic. Um, like I know in spoiler alert specifically, I think there's like dimples in April's ass essentially that you get when you have like a, you know, that's just how that works. And Olivia was very much like, I, I want these to have like as much of a realistic look as they can. Um, well, you know what? Like I love this 
in this age of Instagram, well, pretty much since any kind of photography yeah. tweaking has, like everybody pretty much, like the, the people out there that don't have dimples on their butt, regardless of the size, are yeah. like children. For I don't sure. know. Like, For sure. just, sorry. Yeah. And one yeah. of the things when I was doing my deep dive, because I'm also working for, on a list that's going to be up on overdrive.com as well. Um, so if you go to overdrive.com and click on browse collections, you'll be able to see all of these up very soon. Um, is that even books that have that representation within the pages will have maybe somebody who's mildly curvy on the cover. Yeah. And you'll still be like, that is, you know, maybe a size six woman on the cover. Maybe, uh, you know, she's a little busty and has a little bit of hip, but like it within the pages, she's described completely differently than the art, especially the historical ones. Um, you know, I have I just skip ahead and to totally leapfrog over you. So what we're doing, like, go rom- right ahead. Like romancing Mr. Bridgerton uh, on there as, as a list is a book that a like it's, you know, it's Bridgerton, right? We've got the movies, not movies, the series out on Netflix and the woman who is, uh, who plays the, the main character in romance, Mr. Bridgerton has gotten a lot of people on social media who have a lot of feelings about her because she is a fat woman and whatever. But like that, the representation that you see on a lot of these covers is not, although the Bridgerton ones are just flowers and buildings. But it's just not like, it's not, you don't, if I am just in a bookstore and I'm judging a book by its cover and I'm looking for a fat romance, I am going to look over pretty much the entire historical fiction section. When you know that there were plenty of fat people forever. Yeah. Yeah. Especially ones that would be written about in society pages and all of that, you know? Right. That's why... (laughs) I appreciate that uh, there are like contemporary romance tends to definitely put um, and I think I like it is an interesting conversation between like illustrated which is more contemporary and then historical which do more photographic what's the right word for their covers like the difference there and like not hiring fat models versus if it's an illustrator you can just put whatever on the cover um one that I have that is historical and I also see this a lot in self-pub too like self-pub is also because they have control over their covers um is forever his champion by Marie Lipscomb I have never read this but I have heard a lot about it very positive and and this is one where um the male love interest is fat and he is on the cover fat and shirtless and I'm like that looks yes please I'm I want to read that book (laughs) and it is historical um I'm just gonna read the description because again I haven't read it myself but um after years of humiliating defeat Brandon the bear um yes has at last found his strength renewed by the love of Natalie Blackmere when he and his lady are called back to the Champions Guild and the hosty nobleman demands they take part in the grand tourney, Brandon sees a chance to prove his worth once and for all. 
Natalie is finally free to love her champion, but finds herself struggling with the newfound pressures of notoriety, suffocating in silk and wilting under the prying eyes of Aldlin's nobility. She dreads the day she must return to her duties at the castle. But when she and Brandon return to the Champions Guild, she must decide who she wants to be, Lady Natalie or the Lioness of Black Mirror. Yeah. Well, I think too, like, fat women in books as side characters are nothing. Fat men as side characters are villains or, uh, yeah, they, or, or comic relief. Yeah. And that, like, I do think we need more fat male representation because most men out there are at least dad bod, whatever that is interpreted as. Uh, Like there's, especially in this crazy time we're living in, if you have time to devote to having a beautiful six pack and all the manscaping and whatever, I guess, good on you. You do what you, it's your body. You do what you want with it. But like, I mean, I've got a toddler at home. If I get on my treadmill once a week, I consider it to be a big deal. And that's just for my own mental health more than anything, because movement is good for me and my brain, my poor squishy brain. Uh, But that like, yeah, do you do you, but most of the guys that you're going to swipe right on, if that's the proper direction, I don't know. I haven't dated in 10 years. Good God. I don't know. I don't know how these things work. Nothing again. I would totally online date if I was single and so inclined, but like people are just soft and lovely. So find yourself a soft, lovely person that makes you happy or soft, lovely people, whatever. So I do appreciate that you managed to find one. And I I think it really is a thing too, where I need to be finding more for myself. I think it's hard. I mean, yeah, there's just, I don't think there's a lot out there that, uh, you know, because I think, yeah, because I think there's just like this idea of what the men in romance novels look like. And then, yeah, um, it's usually how it stays without a lot of representation. But I think there's more. I'm going to, I may have to edit this out because I'm going to have to go back and listen. But I feel like Olivia Day talks about how in her third book, both of the pair are fat, inclu- like so including the man, I think. Yeah. But I have to go back and check. Olivia Day is a queen. She is, dare I say, one to watch, which transitions me into my next book. Look at that. One to watch, not by Olivia Dade, um, by Kate Stamen London. Um, for any of you bachelor, bachelorette fans out there, and actually I'm going to blame um, your new co-host Emma Dwyer on my watching that crazy franchise because she got me into it several years ago. And it is literally the only show that my husband and I watch together. That is it. All the golden age of television, the only thing that we watch together is The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Um, but it is a kind it is a bachelorette story um, where the there's a social media influencer. And she kind of notices that all, you know, there's never been a fat person on any of these shows. And it's got like, it's called like the Rosers. I don't remember the name of, it's very much heavy winking towards The Bachelor. And um, she ends up with uh, being on the show kind of as a trigger warning to that a bit 
her weight is is central to this story. Um, where a lot of, I think some of the best are ones where you talk about it a little bit, you acknowledge like, this is the size of this person. And then you move on. And maybe when you're having the hot and steamy scenes, you talk, they talk about running their hands over all of a person and really enjoying everything about them. And, but other than that, like it's not, but this is a pretty central focus simply because of the way that this industry has been built that like, she gets a lot of negative feedback and from not only you know, the outside world, but also some of the contestants. So it is one that if you don't like that type of thing, I would not read it. Um, if that's something that would trigger you or something that would make you uncomfortable, or you just don't want to read a book where it is the like size of the protagonist is the story. Um, but she has, it has that classic, not love trying it's you know it's the bachelor so there's a lot of guys but yeah. you're like oh which one which is going to be whereas you know that there's going to be that hea but you're not sure with whom which mm. isn't something you necessarily have but i do want to emphasize the fact that it is her weight is the catalyst of the story um so stay away if that's not something that you're looking for yeah it was for very sure. good and if memory serves, my only other complaint was that it was very much a closed door. Okay. Yeah. So if you want something a little more hot and heavy, which was my other reason that to, for one of your picks that I wasn't as into if the shoe fits. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. But I it was really good, but I just wanted more spice. You want more spice? Yeah. I want more that's, spice. That's entirely talk fair. About if the shoe fits. Sure. Actually. Uh, yeah. Because I have two uh, that are also like reality show, which I kind of love that that's like a thing now. I'm yeah. like, I'm all about reality show romance, but then you throw in some like fat bodies and I'm, I'm totally here. Yeah. So um, if the shoe fits, Julie Murphy, uh, she wrote Dumplin', of course. Um, and this is a, <laughs> it's a Cinderella retelling which is just delightful. Uh, I mean, just to take Cinderella as a character and you're like, I'm going to do, I'm going to do a retelling. I'm going to make her fat. I'm going to make a, um, have a reality show as part of it um, with uh, the love interest. Um, There's like shoe design in here. I mean, like what's not the love about everything here? And I think it's her first foray into adult. Adult, yeah. So I think that was, and that could probably, words, that could probably be like the hang up on the spice level. But if you're somebody who likes your romances with a lot of, trust me, there's a lot of longing. There's a lot of longing, but there's not as much longing. Right. (laughs) Wink, wink. Wink, wink exaggerated eye roll uh for just my fact that I'm just filthy apparently um and just wanted more stuff but it was a really good story and really good characters and yeah and yeah that reality tv aspect too and not something of a 90 day fiance where clearly the person's being manipulated in whatever ways correct correct um and shoes we do love, I mean, you can't have Cinderella without a huge shoe collection. No. 
that she makes her own. And that is, and yeah. she has like a, she has a purpose and she has like a drive outside of just finding love, which is also right. good. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. I do wonder how much of it is because it is her first adult and she was just used to writing like middle grade and young adult and maybe yeah. she wasn't comfortable, and, which is totally fine. And like, you know, some people, they don't, no, they want those. A lot of people uh, that want a closed door, want a, a clean, but this is Julie Murphy. If you're listening, feel free to open that door just a crack and we can see what's behind it. Please, Or don't, if that's not your yeah. thing, but it's mine. Yeah. So Boy, good. Everyone who's listening to this right now probably has a lot of feelings about me, but they're probably not wrong. oh god I mean we're entering year three of work from home it is so it's 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 a little bit of everything out here it's a little bit of everything out here so what's Um, your other uh one based on reality tv that is the love con by Cerecia Glass on my Um, TBR tell me about it okay so this is about Kenya and she does cosplay. Um, who doesn't love cosplay? And she um, is on a reality show dedicated to cosplay. And they've made it to the near the end where they do like, they go home essentially. Like the, it's not dating, but they like go back to their home to sort of see how things are, whatever. And she had previously said um, that... Uh, they have to do these pair. Well, they have to do pairs for the last challenge for this challenge. And she convinces her roommate to be her fake boyfriend for the purpose of the show. Um, and her roommate has actually had a crush on her for a very long time. So he of course agrees to be her fake boyfriend. Um, and then, you know, so they pretend to be in a relationship until they're really in a relationship until they catch which, feelings yeah. for real until they catch feelings for real which is how that always happens with fake relationships which is yep. why I love fake relationships so much it's probably my favorite trope I love it um so then I and, have a great yeah. non-fat romance to recommend to that's you. okay I will take it I don't only read this <laughs> I read no, all no, kinds no, of no 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 I'm saying like I'm not gonna I'll talk I'll talk to you oh, okay I see what you're saying got yeah, it got yeah, it no I have a completely different one that I am just completely obsessed with and I want everyone to read this book but okay the characters are not fat fat. cool cool we'll connect after yes um yeah yeah, so I need more people to read it so I can talk to them about it oh that's the see the struggle is the struggle is real on that one the struggle is real on that one that's always the problem with advanced copies I love advanced copies don't get me wrong I will happily take advanced copies but then you can't talk about them sometimes for like a year, depending on when you get the advanced copy, because nobody else has read the book. Yeah. And you're just like, I want to talk to people about this. And then by the time you can, you're like, I don't remember what I wanted to talk to everyone about, but yes. I'm not going to reread it because I have another book that pretty sure this one comes out in February. So, okay. Cause right. it is a romance. And I feel like this month is just packed always. I, yes. It's a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. Um, yeah, so there you go. It's a cosplay reality show mm. in in the Love Con. I do love a cosplay. And right? Just and cosplay, I really like I really like Renaissance fair romances. Oh, which so good too. 
considering that I've only been to one Renaissance fair in my life and made a complete fool of myself. I mean, I feel like a lot of people do at the Renaissance fair. That's sort of part of the atmosphere. I mean, mine was on accident. Like it wasn't like I showed up with something especially odd. Okay. I was at a stunt show, like Mm. a whatever thing. And somebody fired off a fake gun while I was taking a sip of my mead. And it startled me so much that I literally threw the entire cup of mead on myself. Oh my God. And like the actors called it out and all the people around me did. Like, it was just very much like, look at this person who just threw their drink upon themselves or whatever. And it was very sticky situation, literally. I was also like, I don't know, like 28, 29. So certainly old enough to not get startled during something where you know there are going to be explosions. Whatever. I mean, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Speaking of um, books that, that I wanted to talk to people about immediately upon finishing reading them. Uh, the Big Summer, or just Big Summer, I don't remember if there's the article or not, uh, by Jennifer Weiner, who just in general writes amazing, amazing fat representation in her books. Um, you walk into this book thinking it's going to be like, it's it borders on, God, I, I hate the term chiclet, but like, chick, and that like the main story of it isn't necessarily the romance storyline, but a lot about friendship and relationships. And, you know, the, the main character is invited to the wedding of her former best friend, very good friend whom she hasn't. So you've had that connection aspect. And then a third of the way or so into the book, there is a huge twist and it becomes a thriller kind of. Yeah. It's crazy and I'm like I don't want to talk too much about it because even saying that there's a twist and that it changes I feel it does it a disservice so I apologize in advance because I walked into this book just being like oh it's a coat like a wedding in Cape Cod or whatever it's somewhere on the east coast and and you're gonna find friendship again and you're gonna find love and I got just completely smacked in the face and just I finished the book and I was like has anyone else read this I need to talk to everyone and no one had. And it's one that I don't even want to, yeah. And for being a book that does, it has a cutesy cover. It has like a curvy lady on the front of it and who's like looking at a sunset or something. I don't remember. Yeah. But it is, I think it's one too, like just judging from the Goodreads when I looked at it, people either absolutely love it or they're like, that was a whole big pile of, I hate this. So I think- is thing to where if you're somebody who is very much a like a straight romance or straight like women's fiction reader you will not appreciate that aspect but I also love a thriller I love a whodunit a mystery um so yeah but so good and the female lead is wonderful and just and beautifully fat and who cares? It's great. And just a book, unlike any other that I've really ever read. Just okay. And she just writes, just read Jennifer Weiner books. Yeah. 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 We love Jennifer Weiner. Her books are just, uh, yeah. Like I remember the first time, not a, well, 
no, not a romance. I don't remember. Actually, it's been a long time. But like Good and Bad, the first time I read that one was like the first time where I felt like seen in a book because I was yeah. like, oh, mm-hmm, this, this all feels familiar about these experiences. Um, yeah, her books are delightful. Yeah, and she definitely straddles the romance women's fiction chick lit line, yeah, which is does. fine because frankly, like, there's not a lot of fat representation in literature. There's not not yeah, good like, representation. Yeah. If you think of like a Jonathan Franzen novel, which, in my opinion, you shouldn't think of a Jonathan Franzen novel. I have a lot of feelings about Jonathan Franzen too. Same. Uh, you're not going to have any fat characters in his books. Yeah. It's just yeah. a whole bunch of skinny white people doing skinny white people things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I am ready it, for the Franz and Bros to come at me. I apologize, Jill. They probably don't, don't. worry. They're probably not listening. <laughs> it's probably, I feel like, I feel like if you're like, if you would like call yourself a Jonathan Franz and Bro, you're probably not listening to this podcast. Yeah, it's hard. Like representation and like positive representation is really, really hard. Um, there's a book that came out a couple years ago that was super popular and is still super popular and it's like all over book talk and all the things and gets recommended all the time. It had the worst fat representation ever. It was so fat phobic. And I'm like, people, what is wrong with you? How are you recommending this book and not seeing this? Uh, it's really hard. I want to know what this book is now. I, cause I'm not a, I'm not a talker because mostly I know that I would, I get my like life gets sucked up by Instagram as it is. And if yeah. I was on TikTok, you'd just never see me again and be like living I, under my bed. I can tell you, cause I ranted against it in a previous episode when listeners specifically asked us to talk about books we didn't like. It was, um, the seven and a half deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle, mm. the one character whose name I cannot remember right now, but, um, oh God, is it like Raven, Ravenwood book or something like that? I don't know. Uh, it's, it's not good. It's not okay. good. I can very good finish. queer representation. But yeah, the description, so, descriptions given were not good. So yeah, I read that book, liked that book. Don't remember that particular thing. You know what? Also, and I think that's part of it though. Like, I think a lot of it is that unless you're looking for it or have experienced it yeah. or are familiar with it, um, you don't necessarily know what bad representation looks like or any of that yeah um, yeah so I don't like I don't necessarily fault anyone who who doesn't see it in that book um but I did and I know yeah. and like there are like good reads reviews I know there there's not a lot of them but they're definitely good reads reviews that that call it out but I could not finish that book because of that yeah. like I'm, no <laughs> so no I totally get that and frankly like I am a more sympathetic and cautious reader now than I was when I read that I read that book when it came out in like 20 yeah 2018 whenever it was yeah um and yeah didn't like it was not something that I as a reader was super cognizant of yeah and yeah I as a person who is on the smaller end of the spectrum um who has my weight has yo-yoed dramatically over my life, but tends to always be 
on the smaller side. It's not something that I personally have had to deal with a lot of. Right. Yeah. Um, but I am, you know, raising a child who is two and a half and currently identifies as female. Um, and that I just don't, I know just, it's really hard to be a female identify. It's just hard to be a person, uh, but that it's just really that the world out there, especially in all of this social media and sharing and constant, constant, constant. I mean, heck right now I'm staring at myself, you know, that we're really, we right now are more conscious of how we look Mm -hmm. than I think any humans in the history of time. And so I'm working really hard on like, I will yell at my husband if he says something like, oh, I ate too much. I'm so fat. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. I need to go on a diet. Nope. We don't talk like that in our house. Or if you need to say that, like you can say that to me privately, but we don't talk that way around our child. And it's been, it's a real journey <laughs> to try to be raising, because I don't know what her body's going to look like. It's her body. Who cares? Yeah, who knows? Like, it's not yeah. my problem. I just want her to be happy and healthy at whatever size it is. And I want her to love herself for who she is. And it's just trying to like get rid of the generational bias that we have and something that, yeah, it's really hard. And I want yeah. that to be good representation within books and I want to be more cognizant of it. And I want to make sure that my bookshelf and her bookshelf is full of good fat representation. And frankly, like in children's books, not that we're talking about this, but there are no fat characters that Um, I, in any of, granted, most of the books we read have animals uh, in them. She's not really into books with people all that much, but, but I did appreciate that like in Encanto, one of the main characters, one of the dads is a short, fat guy who is shorter than his wife, which I also, as a short person, also think like short guys need love too. Um, but yeah, but at least there's that. And the main character, the main girl is just a per- like she has just a very high cat. Lady Papa has entered the conversation. I warn everyone. <laughs> She also identifies as Tronky. And we love her. And she is going to probably hop up onto my chair now and make everything terrible. Hi. Um, But yeah, no, it's just trying to make sure that we have that out there is really important. And yeah. For sure. Um. I have okay. more books. I did too. I know. I'm like, books. I have more books. Um, all right. My next, <laughs> one, do. my next one is Take a Hint, Danny Brown by Talia Hibbert. Okay. All right. I tried reading the Chloe Brown book. I could not get into it. Uh, it just was not working for me, which is fine. I'm a mood reader. Sometimes it just has to be the right book at the right time. And this was just the wrong time. But I did read Take a Hint, Danny Brown. Loved it. Loved it. Um, and I love that um, Danny uh she's just cool she's just like a cool lady and (laughs) and I love also that um Zaf when Zaf talks about her and like talks about her body in like the most amazing way I'm just like he's cool too 
and she dresses cool and just wears what she wants. And oh my God, I love, I love this book so much. I love it. My favorite is Act Your Age, Eve, Eve Brown, the third book in the series. Loved that, that like the, Eve is so like marginalized in the first two books as being like flighty and the kid's sister and just whatever. And then like, just, you know, she is just so delightful and so full of life and so full of fun and chaos, but in a good way. And that she like, I also kind of appreciate a like wild person with an uptight person because that is me and my husband who is, you know, I, he's an engineer. He is not classically fun. (laughs) He is once you get to know him, but he's just really like a, you know, prescribed like, so like he's running this B and B. So you've got that small town uh, kind of B and B feel thing to I'm not a Hallmark Christmas movie person, but it has yeah. that kind of like, it's not doing well. And she comes in and she shakes things up. And she also like, is just unexpected. And she's a really good cook. And if you like books with really good descriptions of food. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think I, I like the whole series, but I do think it's interesting that you and I are both on the page of like the first one was fine. Or not finishable for you. uh, Yeah. I don't know what it was. It was just not clicking for me. But I know so many people talk about it because all, yeah, like all of the sisters, the brown sisters are not skinny and um, on the covers are, you can tell, which I also love. Um, But yeah, it was just, Chloe Brown was just not working for me. But, but it, Danny Brown is somewhat of like that fake um, dating type thing sort of because there's a whole thing where um they're caught so many they go viral like a picture of them video i can't remember specifically it goes viral it i think it was a video i think it was a video too where he's there was like a fire and he's carrying her out and yeah, he's um, saving her yeah he's, he's saving her it. and <laughs> the college where they work and one of the students takes the video and, and it goes viral and so they're like well we should probably keep this up um but there's, they set rules because Danny doesn't like do relationships, which, okay. So, <laughs> so they're like, well, we're going to keep up appearances and we can sleep together, but we're not allowed to catch feelings. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that doesn't work out so well, but no. that's, that's the best part. So, <laughs> and in the end of the book, they don't, and they just had a lovely time. Yeah. Yeah. That never happens. No, that never happens. That never happens. Um, and he's also like, he's a former sport. He was it rugby. Yes. I believe it was rugby. Okay. Cause she's it's they're British. Like that takes place in. Yes. Yeah. They're all British. Yeah. And uh, the main characters, like the Eve sisters are, are uh, the Eve sisters. The Brown sisters are black. Yes. Um, which is another. And I think all of the relationships are multiracial. I believe so. Yeah, because I think Zaf is—he's not white, but no. I want to say he's Pakistani or maybe that. Oh my gosh, cat! You were no. going to do something terrible. <laughs> yeah, there's a cat on the screen right now. There's cool. a cat on the screen. She's about to. Jill does not need to see your chukus. <laughs> it's okay. It's I fine. need like a. 
Okay, well, I'm more worried that she's gonna hop on my keyboard and do something crazy. All right, how about my lap? I've got a heated blanket on, it's nice and warm. Yeah, thank you, Kat. Well, you know, we're librarians, you have to have cats and cats. chaos at least a little bit all yeah, the time. Yeah, absolutely. That yeah, so like they're just very good representations. Um, and they, some of them live with their parents. So they're minor characters as well. Mm -hmm. Good books. So yeah, I, Jill and I say that if you can't get into the first one, try the second or the third. Yeah. You don't need to read them all. Like they don't, other than like, there are mentions of like my family in them, but the male characters, at least, oh my gosh, my, if I'm glad that there's not a video element of this, other than <laughs> this right now is probably wondering what is going on. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah, the, 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 pro, the love interests don't appear in the other ones. So yeah, be fine. And also they've managed to isolate themselves pretty well from their families after a few chapters. So you don't even need to know what's going on. Also true. Also just true. like, oh, ah, yeah. well, you know, Chloe's doing this with her guy. Moving on. Um, let me see what else I got. All right. So this one, okay. This is actually a novella, but around at Christmas time, I always like to read like Christmas themed novella, like romance novellas. Um, there's a lot of Christmas novellas. There are. There are a lot of Christmas novellas. Um, they frequently feature Santa Claus, like Kris Kringle. Um, yeah. This one does not, but it does take my set. Uh, so this is Wrapped by Rebecca Witherspoon. This is this is fairly spicy, which is also what I like she about those. Spicy books. She, she does write spicy books. And I think almost all of her books feature fag characters, I believe. Like, I feel like she's really good about all that. All the ones I can think of do. Yeah. Um, but it's another case too, where a lot of the covers don't feature fat. Correct. So yes, that is also true. She tends, I think like her women more often than not tend to be fat, but then the met, the covers featured like fit men because like it's a shirtless torso. I mean, shirtless torso. covers are marketing tools. She knows what she's doing. Uh, so this is about Shay. Shay is a, uh, a baker, which we also love um and she picks up a guy on a dating app and um she does not like she she doesn't have like a lot of success with relationships um she's divorced um and she's just like worried that this is not going to quite work out but then the guy keeps like wanting to see her and it's not it's short it's you know um but it was just, it was really fun. It's fun. And it's, and it's the same thing. Like with, I, like I liked about Danny Brown is that when you like have any intimate scenes, like Rebecca doesn't really like, she doesn't pretend that her character is suddenly skinny. Yeah. <laughs> it's like described accurately. <laughs> um, it's just, again, it's just fun. It was just a fun read. And yeah, I tend to, I tend to read Christmas themed novellas, like romance novellas around the holidays. Um, so I, I highly recommend wrapped if you're just looking for something quick, if you're, you know, sitting in this snowstorm yes. that we're about to have. 
Well, and if it's not like if Santa, Chris Kringle, the man in red isn't actually, then you could probably fudge it and just, yeah. That's true. That's true. Or save it for a Christmas in July. That's true. Yeah. Also an option. Speak of bakers. So I have uh, this, I'm going to put an asterisk behind this wreck simply because the, the cover art again features a woman who is bigish, bigger, not bigish, not even just bigger than your average romance cover art. And they do mention in the book that she is curvy, but then it never comes up again. Yeah. And I couldn't find, I, you know, dug, I, I dug up and down to try to find more about this. And so I could be completely off base and maybe I just put myself into just like, oh, it's, you know, we've got a, a, a fat woman here. Woohoo. And I just made a fat woman out of a non-fat woman, but I'm going to continue to go with it being a fat woman. Um, what's it, it's, The book is called Chef's Kiss by TJ Alexander. It is one that I did read as a pre-order, so it might not be out yet, um, but put it on hold. Um, and this is a book about a woman who works for um, a kind of a cook's country-esque or literary, uh, literary cooking magazine. So one that comes out like quarterly, every other month, whatever, um, that is very highbrow, very highfalutin, um, and is also doing very poorly with their circulations. So they um, are decide to kind of shake things up and join the 21st century and get a social media presence. Um, there's a new kitchen manager who is hired on um, who ends up accidentally going viral with a um, video about their home brewing. Uh, and then it is decided that the uh, female lead, whose name I really should look up because I'm going to hate saying female lead over and over again. And thank you, internet. Simone, I read this book like two weeks ago. You think I would remember her name? Um, and so she gets paired up with Ray to do these demonstrations. Uh, Simone is bisexual woman. Ray is um, non-binary and uses they, them pronouns. Uh, the author, TJ Alexander, is also non-binary and uses they, them pronouns. Uh, this is another one, I feel like all of my books have trigger warnings today, um, that there is dead naming. There is um, a lot of shame. It is, they're shaming about it. It is something that the, that Ray is going on a journey and some people are supportive and some people really aren't. Um, but it was just, oh, it's very, it's kind of an enemies to lovers in that like Simone really doesn't want to be doing all of this. And Ray is just a genuinely like, happy, exciting, effervescent person who's just full of life. And, and also too, that like Simone has um, a transgender roommate. So it's one of those things where you have that, well, I, I have a trans friend, so mm-hmm. I can't be stumbling. Yeah. Like, so I know exactly what I'm doing when I'm talking to you. And she definitely screws up 
Um, and she struggles with pronouns and she struggles with questions. And, but it's also a thing too, where Ray acknowledges that it's not their responsibility to educate her about their experience, but it's also still a really light, funny romance. And she, I swear that I did not make it up, but she is plump. She is <laughs> that, and that is why that fits into this. It's not just yeah. an inclusive read. No, um, but, and she also like, you're, the thing is that when you're done reading this, you're going to want to eat all the things because there's great, like great food descriptions. So chef's kiss I'm doing the emoji right now. Sure just, did. Sure did. Yeah. So, yay. Well, that sounds really good, as do all the books you brought to this episode. So thank you so much, Megan. You're very welcome. Sorry to everyone for my cat antics and all of that fun stuff. And our brief little rant about raising children who don't worry about their size. It's okay. It's an important topic. It is. It's, it's allowed. Yeah. Yeah. And it's difficult. And if anyone has any advice, send it over to Jill and I will make her send it to me. There you go. Yeah. Um, so I think that's it. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. I hope we got some good books for you. It's a big list. Um, if you have any of your own recommendations, you can always email, um, professional book nerds at overdrive.com and let us know and happy reading bye everybody readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode on overdrive.com and our library friends can purchase these titles in marketplace professional book nerds is proud to be an evergreen podcast signature program to learn about other evergreen podcasts visit evergreenpodcasts.com Our podcast is produced, recorded, and edited by Jill Grunenwald and presented by Overdrive. To learn more, visit professionalbooknerds.com. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Burn the Boats from Evergreen Podcasts. I interview political leaders and influencers, folks like award-winning journalist Soledad O'Brien and conservative columnist Bill Kristol about the choices they confront when failure is not an option. I won't agree with everyone I talk to, but I respect anyone who believes in something enough to risk everything for it. Because history belongs to those willing to burn the boats. Episodes are out every other week wherever you get your podcasts.